All right, so everyone, I am so excited that I have Hadasha Cody here with me as a guest via phone. And uh, we're so excited because there's some great things that God has been showing Hadasha. And I just, I didn't, I, I know that there are those of you out there that are going to be so blessed by this conversation. So without further ado, I want to say welcome, Hadasha. How are you, girl? Thank you. I'm so good. And to be honest, I've been like dying for you to invite me to oh, Are so you serious? You, like, yes. And whenever you messaged me, I was like, I'm just going to be like, yeah, just kind of act like I wasn't so excited about it, but yes, I'm so thrilled. Oh my God, that just makes me so happy. I just love you, and any opportunity to have a conversation with you is always a good time. Hadasha, you are such a blessing, and I was just thinking about how you and I used to sit at my table in my kitchen, and Mm -hmm. you used to have your journal. I still have that journal. It was such a sweet time. And I want to share with our viewers and listeners on so many different parts of your life. So um, before we go any further, can you share when and how you said yes to Jesus? Yes. So it was in 2011, and I've kind of like was always raised knowing that like Jesus died on the cross for my sins, but never really knowing that, you know, like knowing it, but not knowing it. Right. And um, my parents, like, went to church for a while when we were younger and then just kind of um, stopped going after a little bit. And then, um, so really throughout middle and high school, I never was really going to church. And in high school, I started going in freshman year and then stopped. And then senior year um, came around and I wasn't going to church. I wasn't, you know, living for the Lord in any way. And... I just started kind of getting ready to like graduate and trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And I didn't, wasn't planning on going to college. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a car. Um, I, you know, I didn't have any like career plans and dreams that I really wanted to pursue. And that kind of just like put me into a bit of a depression where I just kind of, I remember I had a journal and I don't have it anymore, but I wish I would have kept it. But I remember writing in that journal, like, I I just have to believe that there's a greater reason for me to be alive, like die and start over again and just just live a new life. And and little did I know, now that I look back on it, I literally did get a new life. I was born again and, and just found a new life in Christ. And that he was already moving in those moments um, and drawing near to me before I even realized it. But wow. I... Um, so I graduated and, um, just still wasn't going to church, wasn't doing anything. My sister was always going to church and inviting me and I never wanted to go. And there was this one night where she was like, oh, do you want to come to church tonight? Um, and, and so I just ended up and she said, really, what the only reason I went was she said there was going to be this cute boy there. And so I'm like, okay, I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But (laughs) so I was like, fine, I'll go. Um, and so I'd go, and they, it was just like a regular, like, um, young adult service, and the preacher was just teaching on what'll happen, like, after, um, like, the end date, and, and just kind of, like, 
he wasn't instilling fear in any way. He was just sharing like facts of what the Bible says. But right. at that in in that moment, I just kind of was just realizing like, if I die right now, like I'm going straight to hell. Like there's no there's no question about it. And and I'm just sitting there and I'm just thinking like, if I if that happened, it would literally be a stupidity because I know. Hmm. I know who my savior is. I know that the way that I'm living is not, is not pleasing to him, but I just don't, I just haven't wanted to, you know, up until this point. And so I, and at the time I was smoking weed and just like not, not caring about anything. And I remember going home that night and talking to my friend and, and I just said, you know, I think I'm going to start going back to church, but I'm still going to smoke weed because I like it. And, and, yeah. And I remember saying, like, it's fine. Like, just just don't, just just keep going. Like, don't, you don't have to stop smoking weed, but just keep going to church. Like, the more that you go, the less you're going to want to do anything else. And so. I wow. Said, okay. Yeah. And so that, so I went and hung out with some, got some people from the church and, and had a good time. It was fun. And, you know, came home, whatever. The next day I wake up. And find out that um, one of my friends, not the one that was with me, but um, one of my middle school friends, um, her boyfriend, who was 18 and had just graduated as well in a different school, but someone that I had met before, um, had died in a car, in a motorcycle accident. And that just kind of like really, like shook me, where it was someone my age, someone that I had met before, and... Mm you know, had just graduated high school, was planning, you know, to conquer the world like every 18-year-old is. Yes. And you just died, you know? And that just wow. really just, like, rocked my world. And mm. and I just remember saying, you know what, God? Like, I, I want to do this. I want to give my life to you. But if I'm going to do it, like, I'm going to give everything that I have like I'm not just going to go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays like I want to be all in like if I'm going to do this I'm going to lay my life down and I had never really heard like anyone say that before and that's not really just pat me on the back or by any means but I just hadn't wow really like had anyone in my life close to me say anything like that for me to think like oh I want to be like this person I just said you know I, I just I have to be all in or else, like, it's not going to last. And, wow. Yeah, and so from that point forward, <laughs> I've been uh, living for Jesus. <laughs> that is so powerful because yeah. it reminds me, Hadasha, well, number one, it shows the whole time how he was wooing you and how, oh, sure. you know, when he, when Jesus says that we're fishers of men, how the fishers, the the fishermen know what bait to use for what particular kind of, of fish. And knowing that the invitation with boys being there, God knew that that would bring you in. And no matter what it looked like, right? And from that place, you hear a message that jolts your spirit, that awakens your soul. Because your spirit already knew it. Now it's familiar going, wait a second. You know, God's put eternity in all of our hearts, right? And so now you're hearing about, like, in times you're hearing about what's going on. And and then this cataclysmic moment of loss of someone 
you know, maybe you didn't know him closely, but you knew of him and you knew it wasn't just another statistic. It was an actual person you had met before. Yeah. And what's so amazing is how all of those moments and the many moments before that you didn't even mention how you didn't just want to commit your life. You wanted to surrender it. It's just so freaking powerful. So, Hadasha, now that our listeners know a little bit more about you and how you came into relationship with the Lord, what have you been learning about regarding the Father's heart, not only for you, but for others? Oh, gosh, so much. Yeah. Um, I even, like, I was spending some time just preparing for this before and just um, was writing a little bit about it just so that I kind of knew what I wanted to cover, but I just, I, he's been speaking so much to me lately and, and it's not even, I think he's always speaking. We just, there are, there are just certain seasons where we, if we don't tune in and, and not just seasons, but in general, like if we don't tune in, then we miss it. And so this, these last like few months and, and this season that I've been in, I've just been more um, intentional about pursuing him and it's caused me to listen more and I don't believe that it, he is speaking more now than he has before. I just think I'm listening more now. And so, yes. Um, and so I think that's really neat. But just something that I've really just learned and realized is that he's always there. You know, he's where we are no matter what season or circumstance, good or bad, he's always present and he's always speaking. And there's so many seasons in my life that I felt he was upset with me or just didn't care about what was going on. And now I can, like, look back and see his hand and presence in all of those moments, you know, just especially even in that one where I wasn't even living for him yet, but I was already writing, asking to be born again mm -hmm. um, and not even being aware of it, you know. Wow. And there's so many times that we, he gives us a blessing in disguise and we don't recognize it until the season has passed and then we're like oh well I'm thankful for that now but but I've really been wanting to appreciate those blessings as hard as they are um in the moment you know and yes. so I've been wow. just realizing that he's always there and I was reading um Psalms 139, and there's just, like, so much in there. That's so good. But um, I wanted to, like, share a little bit of it because yes, um, I it think, goes along with... I think it goes um, along with that next question. What are some different scriptures that you've held on yes, to that have sure. that have helped you to be aware of the Holy Spirit? Go, go ahead and share that. Yeah. So, um, in starts off in verse one, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home, you know, you know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord, and you go before me and follow me and you place your hand of blessing on my head. Um, and then huh. you go down some more and he, and he says, you know, where can I escape from your spirit? Um, there's nowhere I can go away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. Um, and just sharing that he's always with us. And then 
over down in verse 17 and 18, he says, after sharing that he knows everything about us, that he's never apart from us, that he's always there, he knows everything before we even speak it, every thought, he goes and says, how precious are your thoughts about me, oh God? They Mm -hmm. cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Mm. And that's just kind of like, wow. Like, you know everything that I think, and your thoughts about me are precious. And it just, (laughs) that's just been moving me in so many ways lately. Because it doesn't matter what we do or what we do or don't do. It's not about our circumstances. It's not about us. It's really just him consistently loving and being intentional and wanting to be in our lives and wanting to to heal us and restore us and bring joy you know and and i just this last year um i went through a very like hard season probably the hardest seasons of my life and um as i made room for him and yeah it's that to be in relationship with him daily he spoke and healed and restored and brought joy and he was there you know he met me and he's not afraid of the mess he's not afraid of of, Ooh, of so good. these difficult seasons you know he's just always there and always speaking and mm. just reminding us that there's always something to be grateful for no matter how difficult the situation looks like you know oh boy this is rich stuff girl you know and it you know what it reminds me of it it reminds me of how when we don't go through the hard we really don't realize this we we don't get to know that side of god that we would have yeah you know that that we know of now like yeah the restorer the defender yes just always there you know always the father yes now what have you learned about the Father's heart, even for others in that? Just to never, never think that you're alone. Never think that he has forsaken you or that he's forgotten about you. No matter, um, no matter what it looks like, um, just know that he is there. And even if it looks, um, even if it looks good or bad, and, and, and the season, whatever season it is, if you are in a season of, of, of darkness or in a season of wilderness, the way, how we describe those, those yes. seasons, like, don't, like, lean in, you know, um, yeah. we have this idea that all bad things, quote unquote, bad things, are attached from the enemy and all, quote unquote, good things are from God, but our view of good and bad and our knowledge of things are not the same as God's and his thoughts are higher and deeper than ours. And so many times things happen in our lives and, and we give credit to the wrong one because of our personal view of good and bad. But if we allow God to speak and bring revelation, we'd realize that so many situations and seasons that we viewed as bad is actually God preparing us all along. <laughs> and so we think good. that because we're Christians, no real bad thing, quote unquote, will happen to us like loss or failure or rejection. But it's in those moments that God is still near and still speaking and strengthening us. You know, I've learned to welcome seasons of darkness and to just be thankful for them. When we're, when we are isolated, it's because he's preparing us for growth. 
like a baby in a in a mother's womb or an animal in hibernation. Wow. He was the lighter. Yeah, and and just he has just been just revealing more and more of that to me to use the lighter seasons to prepare for the dark seasons. If you're not prepared, you'll suffer. If you prepared, you'll grow. You know, it, it, you'll fight. You'll overcome through suffering. And so good. Just. In, in the other day or a few months ago, um, I was actually just, Hank was watching a show on, on Netflix and um, just like a cartoon. And I, they were talking about hibernation and stuff and, and the Holy Spirit just started speaking to me. And it's so funny because if you're listening, you're going to hear him speak no matter what's happening around you. you yes. Know? No matter if it's a cartoon or if it's a pastor or whatever it is, if you're paying attention, he's going to, he's going to bring revelation. And he just started speaking to me about hibernation and what that looks like and, and how the winter season will always come. And they need to come because in those seasons that, that after those seasons that, we grow and that spring comes, you know, if winter comes and spring doesn't come. And, and so wow. new life isn't able to, to come out and to come up. And so wow. when winter comes, it's the animal's responsibility and, and need um, to, to gather, to prepare himself for the winter, you know, so in the fall, they need to prepare themselves. They need to gather food. They need to gather shelter because if they don't, they'll die. And, 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 and in those seasons, in darkness, that's where they get, that's where they, they there's, you know, they need to gear up because no matter what, the winter will always come. And the difference is if he isn't ready, if the animal is ready, isn't prepared to shelter his family, to shelter himself, to, to wow. grow, to feed himself, um, he won't grow. And, and if he, if he does prepare himself, then he'll grow and he'll even multiply, you know, and, and mm. it's just recognizing that dark seasons or hard seasons are not attacked, but welcome them as an opportunity to grow and to, you know, dig deeper into the word and into the presence of God and get through it, you know, not suffering, not hanging on by a thread, but praising and and, and being rich and being and, and joy and strengthening in joy. You know, what I love about what you're saying, it's so kingdom. It is so kingdom-minded. It just comes back to that. Even in the hard season, it can be it, it, the, your best season. You know, it's, Absolutely. Just, it's about perspective. And, and what, but there's always something to be grateful for. I, think, I feel like that's what yes. he has been teaching me most in this season, is that there's always something to be grateful for. And, and you know what, you know, what's so interesting to Hadasha is how, you know, there was a question I was going to ask you later about, you know, what have you learned thus far about God in your life's journey and how he's crushed any misconceptions of himself. And I really feel like you already shared on that of, you know, what we might think is from the enemy. You know, we're so quick to, to say we're being attacked, we're being attacked, we're being attacked. Instead of saying, who's for us? And I, I love how in this, like you said, this, this probably darkest season that you've come through, you've seen more light of God than you probably have at any other, any other time. 
And you're so, there's like such an equipping within your spirit that no one can take that experience with God from you. Yeah. This is truly such a rich conversation, Hadasha, because you can so tell just even from, from the revelations that you're sharing, how you have been so aware of his presence. You've been so aware of his voice. He's constantly speaking and how as we lean in and hear his constant speaking, like what the heck? Like that, that's not how I used to see him. That's not how I used to see things, right? It's just yeah. so cool. So I have, I have one more question for you, okay? Because okay. this is so rich. If your life were an inspirational book, what would you title it and why? So it would be poised, living in a state of grace. And um, in 2012, um, in a youth Monday night prayer um, at my old church, my now brother-in-law gave me a word um, that he saw the word that poison grace over me and that I was said that I was going to be stepping into a new light and that God was going to customize me into what he wanted me to be. And as soon as I left, I loved that that he said that, and I wrote it down on my notes on my phone, and I still have it to this day. And as soon as, he, as, soon as I left, I um, looked up the definition of poise and, and just wanted to know exactly what it meant. And it was one definition came up, and it was um, just like elegance and something along the lines of that. And whenever I think of the words poison grace, I always think of like a queen or like an elegant woman, classy, you know, dainty. And I mean, I, you know me, and, and, and I wouldn't use those, really use those words to describe me. Not to say that I'm like a tomboy, but I just have never been um, just, I don't know, just, I just wouldn't use those words to describe me. And, um, it kind of just like really bothered me because I would always try to, after receiving that word, I would always try to, to be that woman of poise and grace. And I would always fall short. And whenever mm -hmm. I did, it would just really upset me. And, and I didn't understand why I was having to just be something that, that I didn't even feel like I should be. And that obviously like was me and what God was intending. So it was my mindset, my view of how I wanted things to be. And the other day, and so I kind of just really forgot about that word. It would always have it in the back of my mind, but never really entertained it. Um, and the other day, probably like last week I was reading in Luke and I read a verse and it just made me like question or think about that word again and, and look up the definition again and see if there was a different perspective of it because of, of the way that it was used in this verse was just different. And it's Luke 3, 9, and it says, Even now the act of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. When I read that, I was like, well... That doesn't really sound like elegant or sophisticated in any way. That kind of just sounds brutal and, you know, <laughs> strong and warrior-like and not 
dainty, you know? And so mm. I went and I looked at the definition again. And, like, as soon as I started scrolling through, there were so many, which is funny because the first time I read it, I saw one, and then that was enough. And then this time I went looking and found, like, a bunch. And I'm going to read a, a few of them right now because they're just, they're just so good. But... So poisonous state of balance or equilibrium as from equality or equal distribution of weight, a dignified, self-confident manner or bearing, composure and self-possession, steadiness and stability, um, suspense or wavering as between rest and motion or two phases of motion, the way of being held or carried, to adjust, hold or carry and balance evenly, to hold supported or raised, and to rest in equilibrium and be balanced and I just it was just so, so wow. the word that he gave me was poise and grace and I just in that in reading those definitions I just felt like the Holy Spirit was showing me that I he wants me to live a life where I am stable and steady and dignified and composed in grace and, and finding my balance and finding my, my equilibrium and, and my rest and motion and grace and living um, carried and held by grace, by him, you know? And, wow. And to be supported and be raised up by grace and, and just living in grace and, and walking with him and walking daily in, the, in that mindset of being poised, of being positioned, of being just in great in relationship with him and it's just been I've just been like I keep going back to to this uh, these definitions and just reading and asking and meditating and, and just wanting more revelation because there's just so much to it every time that I that I go back and I'm just like wow <laughs> this is amazing I, I'm just so grateful that you shared that you shared this Hadasha, because everything that you just, um, everything that you just conveyed, it really reveals how poise and grace makes a spectacle. Yeah. And it's in the midst of when you don't want to be poised and you want to freak out and you don't feel stable is when his grace abounds and causes us to be who we can never be on our own. And I love, you know, I was telling you earlier how I love the motto that God gave me for Daughters of the King, which is to reveal his royalty in the midst of peasantry. And royalty is what makes a spectacle when peasantry is our default. Yeah. And um, just, so this is so powerful so powerful and it just goes back to in each season whether we are resting or whether we are moving or whether we're we're you know yeah being held or carried or, or you know just walking this out he's always there and if we can position ourselves and be confident in that we will always see his grace we'll always Ugh. see his presence in, in the details of our lives Gosh, that is so good. It makes us fall in love with him all over again, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, wow. I just, I have to say, 
I know that the listeners that are even hearing everything that you've stated today, I am sure it has crushed a lot of those misconceptions of God that they had in their own life. And that today you pointed them back to the father who loves them, who's the author and the finisher of their faith. And I want to say thank you so much for, for really being what this show is about, which is all about bold inspiration, revealing God's goodness. And, um, just thank you so much for joining me on my show. I am so honored. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. Wow. Wasn't that an incredible episode with my dear friend, Hadasha Cody. If you have any questions, please feel free to private message me or leave a comment in the comment section below. Also would love it. If you could write a review on our let's talk with Teresa and iTunes podcast. Thank you also for liking, sharing, and subscribing to both my YouTube and podcast channels.